0: what is good everybody welcome to the gold standard podcast on the gold standard podcast network funny how that works i'm rob stats guerrera it's thursday levin black is here hi levin
1: didn't have to name the whole network after our show well you know some shows are just that good what can i say
0: who came uh, up we with have... his name I, I can't remember hmm. well you think it over Let me lay out what we have in store for you today. It is a fun time to be a 49er fan. I feel like a lot of good news keeps coming in. Two more signings were made yesterday. We're going to talk about that. Some restructures are going on. that has some in the 49ers content creator community a little nervous. And we have a special announcement. We are launching a bracket on the show today. A 49ers media madness bracket. We are on a mission, Levin, to figure out the single most beloved 49ers media member amongst the sea of them that are out there.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a uh, close to a two week process because, you know, it's a bracket just like uh March madness bracket. So it's going to be multiple rounds. People will get eliminated. Uh, certain people <laughs> will uh, move on and others will have to face the fact that they lost to a, uh, Co-host in some some instances, or a colleague in others. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting. Be interesting.
0: We'll get into the to the uh, nitty gritty a little bit later on, but we'll start with the meet and, and pay attention
1: to, to the Twitter because it's going to be posted on Twitter. We're going to have a post. We're going to be tagging people in it. Uh, so hopefully, it kind of takes off. And it's just kind of a lighthearted thing. Don't read too much into it. Yeah, we're not looking to shame
0: anybody. There's a lot of good 49ers content creators out there. A lot of them are not necessarily beat writers and we want to make people aware of that. So we'll put out a list and it'll it'll be a list there of who they are, their Twitter handle, where they're from. So if you want to follow them, the
1: goal is just to get everybody some more exposure and have a little fun and people like brackets. I mean, I might shame the person that I'm facing (laughs) uh, if I end up winning, but. All right,
0: well, let's start with a couple signings for the Niners. First up, things got a little bit tougher for one Mr. Samuel Womack because the Niners may have found their slot corner in Isaiah Oliver from Atlanta. He was a second-round pick in 2018. He's been there for five years, and i got to be honest, I don't know a ton about him, but I've been reading about it since the news came down, and I like what I see.
1: Yeah, so I did some research after he signed, and uh, there's promising – numbers and there's not so promising numbers. It it actually was kind of surprising to me. So the promising numbers is he he gave up 6.4 yards per target this past season. That's the same as Mooney Ward. Uh, To give you an example, uh, Lenore, he gave up 8.4 yards, two yards more per target. So that's very promising. But then you look at, okay, he's probably being signed to be the slot corner. You would think Well, he has a career missed tackle percentage that's more than 10%. This past season was by far his best year. It was only like seven and a half percent, but in 2021, it was 21%. Uh, So if he's going to be the nickel, he's going to be having to play physical and make more tackles because he's going to be more in the center of the field. So it's kind of a, okay, he covers well, but he doesn't tackle well. How is that the nickel? So I do wonder if, he is being signed to be the nickel or if he's being signed to be the outside because the 49ers have been on record saying that they think that Lenore would be the future at the nickel. He has uh, Oliver that is
0: has played both inside and outside. He's played safety
1: um, too. Mm, 50 we know the snaps or like, so at safety this past year.
0: Niners like versatility. Um, And maybe they just let all three of them. Can we just call out him Jimmy Ward light? <laughs> I don't know how Jimmy would feel about that. Um, But this is the kind of signings that are kind of left for the 49ers. It's not like they have a bunch of starting spots up for grabs. They're not going to make any giant splash moves after what they've already done. Um, And so, you know, for for what's out there and what they can afford, I like the signing, frankly. You know, I don't know that he's going to be amazing, but you don't need to have an all-pro or a pro bowler at every single spot. You can't. It's just not possible. I think this could be... You know, a solid signing. Good
1: enough, essentially. Yeah, I, I think at the very least, he's a depth piece. And for what he's going to be paid, that's fine. Like, he's not getting a ton of money. He's, right. We don't know the exact contract details as we're recording, but uh, it's going to be pretty close to league minimum, if not league minimum, I would assume. You know, he might get, I would say, on the high side, $3 million, Probably going to be around $2 million. If all you get from that is the fourth corner, who also plays on special teams, That's fine.
0: I would agree with that assessment. Um, and the Niners have had some losses, which we're going to get into, you know, they, they had to restock the cupboard a little bit. Um, so I like the Isaiah Oliver move. Do you know, he had one interception last year. Guess which quarterback he intercepted. Hmm. Must be Jimmy for you to be famous. (laughs) Yep. And you better believe I put the call that interception in today's 49ers and five. You just can't go a day without talking Jimmy, can you? It, you it always you comes
1: love up. that guy, don't you?
0: It comes up organically. I can't <laughs> help it. Look, I, I didn't force him to only have one pick last year.
1: It's, what do you want? Did you see my uh, theoretical Jimmy tweet for the people no. that just can't quite uh, quit talking about Jimmy cold turkey?
0: Oh, yeah, I think I did. <laughs> would I you trade? Uh, it,
1: <laughs> would, would you trade? uh trey lance for jimmy Garoppolo in a second (laughs) just to
0: get him (laughs) back in the building oh god i am a little bummed that the rita oak jarring jimmy every day phenomenon has come to an end sadly uh because that was awesome she did an incredible job with that i think it ended up being like 404 total i mean if she wants to
1: keep going i would say the obvious choice is Drawing Purdy every day until he returns. Until he's back. I, I think yeah. maybe she's probably done with Oh, I would imagine it got old. <laughs> right, you know, it's probably like first week, hey, this is kind of cool. I'm getting noticed. Second week, hey, this went viral. Third right. week kind of reality sets in. And then she had an entire year and a half more to go. Right. And then the thirty third week, she was somewhere on her computer or her
0: phone yeah. is a spreadsheet of like, ah, oh, crap! I need some Jimmy Garoppolo ideas, and it's just like every movie that's ever been made.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting to get the truth on uh, whether or not she was the most upset person about Jimmy Garoppolo restructuring his deal and sticking it around, or if she enjoyed. Maybe she enjoyed it. I don't know.
0: Um, I think she's enjoyed. She got to I mean, come
1: to as a VIP all the way to a Forty Nine ers game if i'm not mistaken she's from great britain so like well it's a pretty good perk
0: that's cool man good for her she deserved it it was awesome it was a fun you know not everything has to be like a battle that we yell and scream about this was just a cool 49ers thing even if you didn't really like jimmy garoppolo like me like that was cool it was fun i enjoyed Whoa. it you don't like jimmy wow I, know. I never guessed breaking news on the pod um The other signing from Wednesday is Cleveland Farrell, former first-round pick of the Raiders, who I'm not going to lie, hasn't really done much. Three and a half sacks. He played less than 24 snaps a game the last two seasons. This, for me, is just trust the process. Chris Kocerek is here. He's awesome with cast-offs on the defensive line. I'm just going to throw my hands up and say, you guys have been good at this in the past, and I hope you can be good at it again.
1: Yeah, so he went number four overall, two packs after Nick Boza. Uh, I remember that draft, obviously. Uh, One of my best friends is a Raiders fan who also covers things for them, so I kind of pay extra close attention, not just that it's a rivalry, but I also have an actual personal connection. And uh, I remember that draft pick. It was kind of the, well, where'd this come from? Brian Burns is still on the board. (laughs) This guy was supposed to be picked in the 20s. But, I mean, he did go fourth overall. There's upside. It's almost like a you know Omenihu again. You know, it's a it's a guy that busted, and they're going to try to turn him around and make him a very good role player in a backup situation where he can be situational and succeed.
0: And maybe he could. I mean, look, we don't know. Look at the look at the track record of Chris kasarik It's pretty damn impressive, and it goes up until this year. I mean, Arden Key, Samson Abicam, Hassan Ridgeway, Charles O'Menehu. They all got pretty damn good paydays after working with Chris Kassarek. It's a one-year deal, and you need some physical freaks on that defensive line. I mean, the Niners have gotten picked over. Uh, It just shows the depth that this team had that so many other teams are willing to give so much money to guys that were not even really in full-time roles with the 49ers. They had to restock the cupboard a little bit, and that's what they're trying to
1: do. Right. And I mean, it's the faith that I have have in them to do this now uh, because of their track record for why I said that I'm not upset about any of these guys that have left, you know, a was he good? Yeah, but he was this exact thing. He was a busted, highly drafted player that they turned around and he was, he was able to go out and get some money. And like he was, he was a cheap vet rebuild project. So I'm not upset that he left Mm -hmm. like he he's not the guy that makes it work. He is very good player, but he's not, you know, the Nick Boza. He's not the the thing that turns the engine. He was just a very nice piece that I would have preferred to stick around, but I'm not paying to have him stick around. I would rather trust this team to go out and find another one because they've now done it four years in a row.
0: That's. The big thing that I think I want to give the Niners credit for, and I talked about it with Steph earlier this week, the Niners have a very good sense of here's a player that we think can fit a role for us and do a really good job. But we know this is not the player that you pay like we they have a good sense of this player is giving us value because of their production and because of we got them at this salary. If we got that same production at a much higher salary, that's not good for us. That's trouble. That makes life more difficult for us, and they've been good at letting those guys go. Mike McGlinchey is a perfect example. There is no way in hell the 49ers should give Mike McGlinchey 50 million <laughs> guaranteed dollars. But good for him? I'm happy for Mike McGlinchey. I always liked Mike McGlinchey. I'm glad he got the bag. I'm just also glad it didn't come from the Niners.
1: I mean, let's be honest about it, right? Uh Yes, the 49ers are really good about getting these bargain guys and turning them into something that another team pays. And uh, so far, the way that it's worked out is the other team regrets paying because it turns out they're really good in this system mm-hmm. and the 49ers know how to maximize them. You know, Kerry Hyder did not do well when he left. Uh, Arden Key did not do well when he left. So to me, like, that's why I'm not upset with any of them leaving. They're, I think the 49ers... It's twofold. One, they know very much what's going to work in the system, and it's a physical attribute. And two, because it's the wide nine and the way they teach things and the effect Nick Bosa has, as well as Eric Armstead being able to take on double teams, the player doesn't have to be technically all that sound. They're able to simplify things because this defensive line, I, I do think that they simplify it in the sense that Every single defensive lineman is told, get up the field. Mm -hmm. You know, there's none of this nuance of, well, you need to sit here and try to hold your ground here, and then this guy needs to penetrate. And, you know, it's all four of you, go penetrate, and the linebackers will fill a hole. That's the philosophy, and I think that makes it easy on these guys that are physical specimens who just aren't quite nuanced enough and technically sound enough to consistently be able to play both roles where they can hold their ground and not get shoved around And penetrate.
0: Well, hopefully it works with Farrell. Because, I mean, like when you get picked that high, you obviously have freakish physical ability. And he's going to be in a situation where if he's ever going to thrive anywhere, it's going to be here with this defensive line coach and this talent around him. So we'll see. Just zooming out a little bit, take sort of a bigger picture look at sort of the scorecard here. Here is the list of players that are gone from San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo, Mike McGlinchey, Jimmy Ward, Aziz Alshire, Ebukam, Manuel Mosley, Amenihu, Daniel Brunskill, Hassan Ridgeway. When you see, when you hear all those names, those are names that have been around for a little while, Levin, that have been a part of this thing. How do you feel when I read off that list of names?
1: <laughs> okay. Like, good for you guys. Like, I'm happy they went and got money. Uh, but... I've said before, my philosophy is you pay your stars and if you're not a star, you don't get paid because that's where I think teams fall into a trap is when they pay their stars and then they also try to pay a bunch of these uh, very good, no middle class role players, you know, guys that are starting quality, but not really stars. They're not difference makers. They're just guys that fill their role and do it uh, without making mistakes. And they try to pay them $10 million a year. And then you run into cap situations because you're paying stars top of the market and you're trying to pay these role players, 10 million. It's like, you, you can't have both you pay your stars and you replace them with either cheap rebuild project vets or in the draft. And you have to be able to hit enough on those, uh, cheaper ones to stay a contender and the 49ers are capable of doing it. But I think that is how you are able to be a contender. Year in, year out, and you don't run into the situation like what the Rams have right now. Now, maybe the 49ers are going to shift gears and go more that route because so far they've been close, but not able to quite get over the hump. And they might decide, we're going to pay some people, like you said, middle class money so that we're better now and we're able to get over that hump because we just need a tiny bit more. But I, I just think long term, how I would run a team is exactly what the Niners do pay your stars and everybody else sorry, we're going to look for a replacement because we think we can replace your production cheaper.
0: And the benefit for the 49ers, at least right now, because of their cheap quarterback room, if they want to do a couple of those middle-class contracts, not a ton, but one or two guys where normally. They wouldn't say if Jimmy Garoppolo was still there making what he was making because their quarterback room is so much cheaper than everybody else's. You can do that if you want to. But I agree. You can't live in that world for sure. Um, The names that are in for the 49ers so far. Javon Hargrave, of course, Isaiah Oliver, we talked about Sam Darnold, Cleveland Farrell. And then re-signed names, Kevin Givens, Tashawn Gibson, Jake Brendel, which he had more of a market than I thought he was gonna have, but I'm glad he's back in the fold. Colton McKivitz, Jawan Jennings, and of course, want to give love to the one and only Tabor Pepper.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they signed the players that I think were cheap. You know, I think Brendel's probably the one that kind Except of for breaks Hargrave. That. Well, I'm talking about re signed players. Mm-hmm. Um They've re-signed the cheap guys who are still quality players. Um, Some are going to obviously start, and some will be high-quality reserve guys. Um, The one uh, exception, like I said, is Jake Brendel. They paid a little bit. I mean, for our center, that's pretty decent money. Uh, It's one of the cheapest positions in terms of average pay, but I think they need to. It's a really important position, and it's not one you want to play musical chairs with. And then they were able to get some really good veterans on cheaper than you would expect contracts now hargrave obviously his aav is 21 million per and you go wow that's a lot but he has a six million dollar cap hit in year one that is a very team friendly deal and hargrave clearly wanted to do it because that deal happened fast so it (laughs) certainly seems like to me uh, there was probably some tampering on that deal. The fact that... Probably. They're all tampering. <laughs> the whole league tampering. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it's a, a it's a big contract, a player that would have had a very robust market, and he said, no, I, I don't want to maximize things. I want to go specifically to this team, and I'm willing to make it very team-friendly in year one. It's not normally something that happens in just a few hours, like what ended up happening with the announcement. I, I think there was probably things said in that NFC championship game. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to be a free agent. Let your team know that I am very interested in coming here. He yeah. 99 in red keeps getting
0: kicked out of the club. Yeah. Maybe I could go to this team next year. Hey, Trent,
1: let, uh, let Lynch and Kyle know that <laughs> I will come cheap, you know, yeah, hi
0: <laughs> That's going to be, oh man, I can't wait to see that. It's going to be just terrorizing quarterbacks. Um, have on the screen. What grade would you give the 49ers signing so far? I think I got to give them an A. I really do. Um, the the Hargrave signing is awesome. I like the guys they brought back, like you said, and more importantly, I like most of the price points that they got on them. I'm going to give them an A. I know the one spot where we disagree is Sam Darnold.
1: I think that I don't Sam think Darnold- we disagree. I don't. Okay, let's preface this. It's not that I disagree about. I think we both think it's. A decent signing. We, we dis, we're we going to disagree on what it means. Well, you liked Arnold more than I do. I think he stinks. <laughs> I think he's being signed to be a third quarterback, so of course he stinks as a quarterback.
0: I don't think he is.
1: I don't think he is being signed to be a third quarterback.
0: Yeah, that's where we disagree. Kyle's always liked him. And there was that report a couple of years ago before he went to the Panthers that the Niners reportedly offered the Jets a first-round pick for
1: him. Okay. A lot's so, happened since then, but they signed him on day one of the legal tampering period. Like because that's they, a... to me, this means this means one thing. Okay, first off, the money that he's getting is not a lot at all. Mike White got two years, eight million. Darnold got one year, four and a half. You know, it, it's not a lot of money. It is a very cheap contract. It is on the lower end, uh, for a veteran quarterback. And it's extremely, extremely cheap for a quarterback with 50 plus starts in their career. Uh, The guys that have starting experience tend to get pretty good money. I think only uh, Nick Foles, which I mean, he's pretty washed at this point, but Nick Foles last year and um, the Red Rifle are the only ones that had 50 plus starts in their career in the last few years that signed for less money than Darnold. It is a very cheap contract for the experience level that he has. And I think to me, it signifies that the team understands they can't gamble because their quarterback situation, it's not about what they think about Trey Lance. Because at this point, I don't know. What I do know is that they feel like they can't trust Trey Lance to stay healthy. I don't know if they think he's a good quarterback or not. I don't know if they've given up on the potential that he has yet, but I do know because they've made it loud and clear they don't trust Trey Lance to stay healthy, and they shouldn't. His track record speaks for itself. Just like they shouldn't have trusted Jimmy Garoppolo to stay healthy. They can't trust Trey Lance to stay healthy. They have Purdy, who should be back, but you don't know with that injury. So you have a very injury-prone quarterback and another one that's coming back from a very serious injury that if he has any hiccup, he's not coming back this season whatsoever because he's already cutting it close as it is so you need a veteran quarterback to be signed and brought in so you have an insurance policy there because of all the injury issues that you have with the other two that's what it signifies to me it's not a thing where they're going well we don't think Trey Lance is going to be good so we better sign this guy that we've liked in the past and think we have potential to replace him with I don't think Sam Darnold will ever start over a healthy Trey Lance
0: I have no I don't think so I think they, from the second that they have gotten to see Trey Lance as a full time starting quarterback, they immediately hedged. Immediately. They brought back Jimmy Garoppolo less than two weeks before the season started last year. They do not bully. I don't know why. It's really weird, but they. To me, it's a hedge by them. I don't think Sam Darnold is an insurance policy. He's never played a full season in his career, by the way. So they got another quarterback that's not healthy. But his contract has a ton of incentives for it. It maxes out at $11.5 million for a year. Right. And that's
1: what it took to sign him. And that's exactly what, like, I'm totally fine with that contract. Because it's one of those things that he should remain cheap. But if something happens to Trey Lance and Purdy can't make it back, you're damn glad you got him. I'm not. He
0: stinks. Who was rushing to sign Sam Darnold on day one
1: of the legal tampering period? So then don't, okay. then don't sign anybody. Is that, is that your stance?
0: No. See, why do people do that? Oh, okay. So it's either Sam Darnold or no quarterback. That, those are my options. Well, who would you have signed? I would have signed like Mike White to me would have been a perfectly acceptable Mike option. Mike White for is the worse 49ers. than Sam Darnold. Prove it. Sam Darnold has the lowest quarterback rating in the league since he's come into the league. Nobody is lower than Sam Darnold. So, I mean, what are we really getting here? He's a turnover machine, which, by the way, that's the one thing the 49ers finally got right last year. They were awesome, number one in the league in turnover differential. Sam Darnold is a step backward in that direction. I'm not saying he's good. But for a third string, he's damn good. I would have taken Gardner Minshew. I would have taken Jared Stidham. I would have taken Mike White, like I said. No. Why? Gardner
1: Minshew is way better than Sam Darnold. I don't like Way better. Put it this way. If Gardner Minshew was way better than Sam Darnold, he wouldn't be a free agent as we speak.
0: Well, the only reason Sam Darnold is, not is because I'm telling you, I think the 49ers. Sam Darnold
1: would have been signed by somebody else because he's 25. Some other team would have come calling. He's 25 years old. That's part of it. Well, that's crazy that he's been in the league for like five years
0: and he's still only uh, 25 years old. But Gardner Minshew is no old man. How old is Gardner Minshew? He's 26. Okay. I would much rather have Gardner Minshew, but I think Kyle likes Darnold. He loved him coming out of the draft. There's even an interview that Mike Shanahan did with the herd the year Darnold was coming out. And Mike Shanahan was, you know, oh, he's so great. He's praising him. I think if Trey Lance falters at all, Kyle is going to yank him out of there so fast and go
1: to Darnold because I. I count- There's no way he's going to yank Trey Lance for Darnold unless it's a train wreck and we're four or five weeks into the season and the team's sitting there with one win. He's not going to do that. I do think that he believes that he Darnold is. has some potential, but here's the thing if Kyle Shanahan truly thought that Sam Darnold has uh, potential to be the answer, and would bench Trey Lance for him, it wouldn't have been a one-year deal. Why? You would have wanted that second year. Because if he thinks he has potential to be the starter, okay, I'm going to sign you to be a cheap backup, and then you have potential to be the starter, so I want to get that second year, because if you do become the starter, I don't want to have to immediately pay you $30 million a year.
0: Now well, Brock will be back in 2024. Super cheap, super lovable, handy-dandy Brock Purdy. He'll be back, so thank you, Sam.
1: I th- I think that it is clear with how quick this sam darnold signing happened that the team is going we really hope purdy comes back and that he's himself and if he is then we think he's the answer but we're not counting on that we're not counting on him to be back for 2023 and we're not going to put all our eggs in the basket where he needs to be the same he needs to be the same guy after the injury but i don't think that darnold
0: does that like he i don't think he his play is good enough to say, okay, he's our insurance policy. Like, if Sam Darnold is a parachute, there's a few
1: holes in that parachute. Okay, so the, do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is as good as he looked with San Francisco, or do you think Kyle Shanahan made him look better? I think Shanahan made him look better. Okay, so what we saw from Sam Darnold last year, you give him the the upside of playing with the 49ers supporting cast and Kyle Shanahan, you get a somewhat decent quarterback. You get somebody that's going to have a positive interception to uh, touchdown ratio, and you got somebody that's probably going to be somewhere in the mid-20s for touchdowns. Like, for that to be your fallback, that's not bad. Are you sure
0: about those numbers? I don't know. The guy has 35 fumbles in 56 games, first of all. So there's that. He barely has more touchdowns than interceptions. 61 touchdowns
1: to 55 interceptions. Playing on some of the worst teams. Like I said, I don't think he's a starting quality quarterback. But I think he's probably as good of a backup as you find in the league. I think he's the ideal type of backup. Somebody that has experience. If you have to go to him, he can have a couple games where he he keeps the team alive. He's just not going to be a long-term answer. He's exactly what I would want in a backup quarterback. And I do think with this supporting cast and Kyle Shanahan, you're going to take a quarterback that in his 50 plus starts was, like I said, a slightly positive touchdown to interception ratio playing on some of the worst teams with terrible coaching. Let's not forget, he had Mr. as his coach with the Jets. So
0: just, Levin just did the crazy eyes for people listening on the podcast, referring to Adam Gase, which I appreciate. I'm always up for a good crazy eyes reference. <laughs>
1: So, like, you can't forget, like, who he was coached by, who his supporting casts have been, and yet he has a positive touchdown-interception ratio. He's been no, by no means a quality starting quarterback, but you give him the slight uh, bump that he's going to get from this team and this coaching staff, and you get somebody that you would be ecstatic to be your backup. But everybody gets that bump. Anybody
0: they sign gets that bump. Give me Gardner Minshew, who's 26, who has 44 touchdowns to 15 interceptions, a way better ratio than Sam Darnold. Now, to be fair, Gardner has some fumbling issues also. 22 fumbles in in 32 games. That's a little sketchy.
1: Look, we we talked about Minshew a little bit uh, on this podcast when he was playing for the Eagles. And I think actually last season I was – saying that was my number one choice for who to bring in to replace Jimmy as the backup. I like Minshew. Uh, I will say the two games that he played this year were kind of eye-opening for me. Cause I thought Minshew had the chance to be like a real starting quarterback in this league. And I thought he was getting a rough deal. And then I saw those two games where he's playing with a absolutely loaded team. And the guy that he's playing in replace of, would have won the MVP if he didn't win. So clearly it's a very good offense and everything's clicking and he comes in and lays an egg. So that kind of changed my thought of, he's still a really good backup. I would have been happy if he was brought in as the backup. He,
0: so he played Dallas and new Orleans, first of all, two very good defenses. He dropped 355 yards on the Cowboys. They lost 34 to 40 or 40 to 34. If I said it like a normal human being, um, and then against New Orleans, 274 yards, a touchdown, a pick. He, I thought he would have been better, too. I agree with you. But, like, I think his floor is higher than Darnold. Darnold's floor is butt
1: fumble level quarterback play. I don't know that I would necessarily disagree with that. I think Minshew has a lower ceiling but a higher floor than Darnold. But I don't think <clears> – <throat> this is how I'd put it. I think the floor for Darnold isn't that much lower than Minshew, but his ceiling is considerably higher. I don't know about that. And I know, by the way, Mark Sanchez was the quarterback for the butt fumble, but I'm
0: just saying that's the level. Like, Darnold has some freaking clunkers. I, I gave you the benefit of the doubt that you knew that. So, yeah, the, my problem with Darnold, just to wrap it up, is twofold. One, I think he, he could have a much bigger role. I think Kyle loves it. You know, Kyle has a little of that John Gruden in him where he like he kind of hops from quarterback to quarterback and two i just don't think he's a good enough player
1: well it, it, it goes further than that the john gruden arrogance of i can make any quarterback <laughs> fixed yeah so
0: but donald is the guy he's on the team now i will say by all accounts he seems to be a good guy he seems to be a guy that's not going to cause any problems in the locker room i think he's very aware of where he is in his career right now um so i yeah i, I I'm glad at least he's a good dude but i just i don't want the quarterback that's sitting on the sidelines saying i'm seeing ghosts to be on my team
1: (laughs) you think he's gonna walk into the first presser and be like oh this is so nice (laughs) because he doesn't deal with the jets media anymore
0: yeah i know he'll probably be like wait that's all you're asking me damn okay i think he should be introduced to the ghostbusters theme That's a topical reference, isn't it? Oh, my God. Um, So, okay. Now let's go to 49ers free agents that are not signed. Robbie Gold, Jordan Willis, Kerry Hyder, Tyler Croft, Ross Dwelly, T.Y. McGill, Tavarius Moore, Jason Verrett, uh, uh, Johnson. Why am I blanking on his first name? Why didn't I just write a first name? uh we'll get back to that maurice hurst dante johnson and jordan matthews oh josh johnson that's who that is well he ain't coming back is there any name on that list you think the 49ers should definitely bring back because i have one that i would really like to see
1: i mean i wouldn't mind jordan wills coming yes back, me too if somebody's willing to pay him three plus million i let him walk you know he's right. not worth paying um there's a there's a handful in there i would say that I, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be moved one way or the other if they're brought back. You know what I mean? At this point, I think it's pretty clear they're not willing to pay any of them. So if they come back, it's going to be very cheap. Uh, but I, I would not be happy to see Robbie Gold brought back just because Hell no. I think that cliff is coming. <laughs> and I don't want a, another David Akers cliff oh. <laughs> year where the, a once great kicker falls off a cliff because they got too old. <laughs> Uh, I am surprised at this point that the 49ers have not signed some kicker. And I think I I would venture a guess that based on the cap space that's available out there, they're basically saying, well, if one of these pretty good veterans wants to sign for super cheap, we'll do it. Otherwise, we're going the draft route. And I don't like that. You know, I, I made the point on our last show that you can go look at just about every single kicker in the NFL that have panned out and done well in this league, they were not very good as a rookie. Even even the ones that survived their rookie year didn't have good rookie actual years. They made less than 80% of their kicks. There's literally mm-hmm. only a few that were successful NFL kickers that made more than 80% of their kicks as a rookie in the last like decade. So that that makes me not want to go the rookie route the last Thing I need because we've had plenty of heartache this franchise Ooh. is losing a Super Bowl or an NFC championship game because a missed kick because that's about the only bingo that we haven't gotten so far
0: and say you know as for as much heat as we give Robbie gold he never missed in the playoffs never missed a single kick never missed an extra point never missed a field goal but I almost feel like the Niners are putting too much weight on that because there are rumors that they're still negotiating with him like yeah. you can't sign him just based on that and ignore what we've seen in the regular season where he's made like 82% of his kicks since 2019. That's just not good enough. I saw your boy. I didn't realize this. Matt Gay signed with the Colts. He got like a a big deal from the Colts. He was your number one guy. More than I thought he would get. I want the Niners to draft a kicker, but you are like, I didn't realize that about the rookie years and how sketchy they can be.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Goskowski was one that succeeded as a rookie and he made like, I think, low 80s. And that's one of the best results. Yeah, uh, even like, crazy. you know, I brought up, uh, you know, the the um, Legatron Zerline, Greg Zerloin. Yep. He made a 60 yard field goal as a rookie, but he actually only made 77 percent of his field goals as a rookie. Like, It's just not a good place to
0: be. You know who is good as a rookie? Justin Tucker, 90.9 percent right. of his kicks undrafted, by the way. So maybe they don't have to draft a kicker. Maybe they just find a dude um, and maybe that's the way that they go but I do not want to see Robbie gold back. I, w- I definitely would like to see Jordan Willis back. Uh, I just think he made a lot of plays last year where I was like, mm-hmm. who the hell is that? And it was Jordan Willis every friggin' time. Uh, and like you said, it's gotta be at the right price point, but Jordan Willis, I would welcome back at that spot. T Y McGill was very solid for the 49ers uh, coming in, you know, in the middle of the year, those would be the two. Um, I don't know how many of them they're actually going to sign. They may not, they may let all the rest of those guys go.
1: I mean, they got a ton of draft picks, so it kind of depends. I think on yep. their philosophy going into this draft. If they're if they're looking at this draft saying we are going to get into the second round to get a somebody that we think has a good chance of starting at right tackle, or it could be a, a starting edge if they go that route, which I seriously doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if they think that they need a starter or somebody that can push for a starting gig for sure at one of the positions then they're likely going to be looking to trade up. And at that point, then they probably need to sign some cheap vets. Uh, But if they look, if they're looking at it as we're going to get all our depth in this draft, we're going to sit tight and use these draft picks, then they don't need to sign anybody. But we do have a pretty strong track record that what this team does, they are very aggressive early in free agency to go get the one or two guys they want. And then they sit and they sit and they wait until... There's some quality veterans that go unsigned that didn't get the deals they want, and they want a chance to be on a marquee team to get attention with a chance to shine and sign mm-hmm. for cheap. So I think we're at that stage. No more splash. The splash is done. That's okay. That's not a bad
0: stage to be at. Um, I would go nuts if they did sign a veteran edge rusher, but I don't know if that's going to happen. But. I I had it up earlier. I give them an A so far for what Jackson they've done. Houston's I... still out there. <laughs> it's your boy. I know. Uh, I give Parted them an A them four so far. years
1: ago. <laughs> yeah. What grade would you give them so far? No, oh, I think uh, there, there's only one debate. Is it an A or an A plus? Oh God. <laughs> okay. You you're, you're bordering on Homer territory there. No, like literally, pretty much everything has gone the way that you would hope. And all of the contracts that players have walked for, gone to other teams for, the Niners couldn't match. Yeah. The only one that's even arguable is Eman. Mosley. Yep. But we don't know what his mindset was. That's true. E-man... the Niners might have been honest with him. I would imagine that the Niners said, hey, we're con- we really like you. We want to bring you back. But we're not going to promise you that you're going to start over Lenore. We can't promise you a starting spot coming
0: off an acl
1: right we can't promise you that so he said i'm gonna go get my you know my starting spot for one year and try to earn the big contract the next Mm one and you know what
0: that that makes sense on both sides yeah Yeah, i think both sides did what was what was right all right levin let's get into it now to close out the show we mentioned it earlier our 49ers media madness bracket that we have created and again i want to say this again this is not this is just supposed to be a fun thing this is not meant to disparage anybody or make anybody look bad or any of that it's just a fun thing that hopefully gains all of us some more exposure
1: and and it's also something that's truly interesting who is the actual fan favorite media member i don't know i'll be interested to see Let's settle it once for once and for all because there's a three or four people that consistently get argued as you know that that's my favorite that's my favorite you know and you see people say that in in the stuff that they post so i'm curious to see if that ends up proving to be true
0: yeah we're gonna tweet it out uh it'll come out today and we've got some early because there's not i didn't have 68 people to choose from there's 40 people total and so the bracket has to look a little funky in order to make it all work out so that's why there's some like what looks like opening round matchups i meant no disrespect to anybody in the opening round matchups except for you levin um but i had to i had to format it this way just how to make how dare it work. you
1: me and my 1700 twitter followers are outraged so this is gonna be fun
0: because the opening round matchup is you against michelle and the winner of that face is me which, yes, I that was like the only really intentional matchup that I wanted to focus on. So I am fascinated to see whether people are going to vote for you or Michelle.
1: I texted you. We texted about this today. I think it actually is a very interesting experiment because Michelle obviously has a much stronger Twitter following. What is she in the 30,000s? thousands? Thirty She's a monster. Yeah. So in terms of people who know her and are fans of what she does. I think she's more popular. I think amongst our network I probably edge her on popularity. Whatever you need to tell yourself to sleep at night. I, I know you're not gonna you're not gonna say the truth there. You don't want to insult <laughs> anybody, but
0: <laughs> oh boy. So we've got we've got that. Rich Madrid and Larry Kruger, I think is a really interesting matchup. Rich has some awesome film breakdowns, but if he's he can also he doesn't pull any punches on Twitter. I'll just say that, and that can rub people the wrong way. As someone also on Twitter that occasionally can throw a couple shots of his own. Um, we got Steph Sanchez against Jason Aponte. That's going to be in round two, but I'm excited to see that. Basically, if you if there's a media outlet out there with multiple people, I tried to make everybody face each other. That was really my plan. Um, and hopefully it works out. You know, We'll tweet out the link. You can click on the link and vote as many times as you want. Levin has set this whole thing up because he's way better at it than I am. You can vote on all the matchups. Every matchup's gonna last for two days, and then we'll progress through this thing and hopefully ultimately determine like the champion 49ers media member. And I think we got to get some sort of prize for them,
1: don't, don't you think, Levin? Yeah, I think we need to get like one of those miniature trophies. Uh, that would be kind of cool. You know, give out a 2023 uh, fan favorite media member. That'd be kind of cool but uh i i'm kind of interested the one that intrigues me obviously other than the ones involving our network uh i'm really interested in that uh peacock versus crocker one
0: Hmm. yeah <laughs> that's gonna be fun uh, i
1: you know basically what i want to do is get all the
0: other shows to fight and then break up and then maybe gold standard network oh, will be yeah. the only one left and we'll be good
1: yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have an all-star lineup because we'll just bring in the ones that we like right. the most into the network, you know, we'll get a Wednesday show out of it. Uh. (laughs) You know, Kobe Bryant
0: back in the day, Kobe talked about this when he would play like pickup games in the summer, he would go up to guys that he knew were due for a contract and be like, Hey man, I can't believe they're not getting you more shots. They really got to get you more shots Mm -hmm. Intentionally, to try and mess with the mojo that other teams had he did it with russell westbrook and the thunder i thought it was brilliant that's what i'm going for here i'm going to screw up the chemistry of all these other shows and then we'll just pick people off left right and center and then maybe i could finally replace you (laughs)
1: uh no if you tried to replace me i think i would just like purposely sabotage (laughs) show up every episode every time you're trying to do your thursday episode and uh, pay the person off, whoever you're hired, and you're you gonna do your Thursday <laughs> episode. And it's just me sitting there smiling. <laughs> that's terrifying. So thanks for that.
0: So anyway, please go vote. Um, I don't care who you vote for, but please vote. It's just a, again a fun, cool thing. We're gonna tweet out uh, you're a lying list again. Of-
1: you know of- you have a preference on who wins. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're gonna tweet out a list of everybody that's in it. And again, I if I didn't put you in it, and you do 49er stuff again, I apologize. I I tried to do everybody I can think of that also made sense for a bracket. You got to have an even number, of course, uh, again. So I mean no disrespect to anybody, but we're going to tweet out a link of everyone that's in it, their Twitter handle, and where you can find them. So, you know, hopefully everybody gets more exposure and people out there that maybe didn't know about some Niners content creators can, can learn
1: about some. And I, I can promise you one thing. After this uh, first round, whoever is on that line beneath you, I will be rooting very hard for. whether it's me or michelle (laughs) oh
0: well my only shot to advance is if you beat michelle if it's me
1: against michelle i have no chance zero chance yeah that's probably true it would be very interesting to see if anybody out there that has like a very big following Mm -hmm. is like vote for me and to skew it because you know some of these people that have a couple hundred thousand followings oh yeah they I want to win this, or hey, vote for me. it's over, <laughs> yeah, it's over. <laughs> do you think
0: a single member of the forty ers press corps will be aware of it? will talk about it,
1: care about it? one hundred percent they will be aware of it i I would say it's more likely than not they do not engage in this i would we agree. don't see them engaging in like one up you know what I mean, they don't tend to get after each other they they're not in together. each other's comments they're not in each other's posts they kind of steer clear of each other and let each other be mm-hmm. i definitely
0: did put grant cohen and david lombardi against each other in the second round on purpose <laughs> just because that let's just say they cover the team in two very different ways and i wanted to see you know how that shakes out, so it it's going to be fun, it's a fun thing again. I'm not a college basketball guy, but I know people like brackets and they're they're always fun How to fill you. out yeah i don't I'm not a bracket guy. I don't care, and I
1: hope Purdue loses immediately. What do you think of that? Hey, I just thought of this. we need to set up uh, betting. Let's make some money off of this. People can bet on rounds. We'll create oh, a. <laughs> Give me all my money on great. <laughs> that Coke. can be your Friday show. <laughs> you and Michelle can talk about betting odds and which ones you like.
0: <laughs> yeah, we can handicap it a little bit. That'll be fun. Um, but again, we'll tweet it out at GS Podcast is our Twitter handle. I'll retweet it at Stats on Fire Eleven. Is at Takes by Eleven. I'm sure you'll retweet it as well. And uh, again, have some fun. Why not? It's the off season. And let's crown a champ, and uh, we'll see what kind of prizes develop. I'll definitely
1: be watching because, like you said, I set it up, so I will see the votes as they're coming in. I, I will be fascinated by this. You know, you know me because uh, now that we do YouTube, I have the yep. analytics, and I told you the other day, I probably look at our analytics on YouTube 40 or 50 times a day. Like, <laughs> I absolutely love that type of stuff.
0: You like data. You know what else? We should get some homage No, to you. I like data. Okay. We should get some homage gear for the winner as well. I'm sure we could get a, a free sweatshirt or t T-shirt or something from homage uh, for the winner of that. I and, would imagine uh, they have
1: a shirt out there that says, like, I am the champ or something.
0: Um, they probably have a zillion shirts out there, which you can click the link right in the description of this show if you want to check those out, by the way. Please and thank you. If you do buy something from them, please use our link uh, so that we actually get credit for it. That would be nice. But... Enjoy the bracket, everybody. Hopefully free agency continues to go well for the 49ers, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.